Hi there, and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience. I'm your host, Beth and Vincent, and in each episode, we explore a different aspect of resilience. I do this through chatting to people about their experiences with challenge, when they've taken risks and it's paid off, and generally, we just talk about how to deal with the complexity and sometimes kind of arduous nature of modern day life. In this episode, I chat to Rebecca Mendoza, and we have a good discussion about what it's like to live far away from home for prolonged periods of time. And dealing with things like homesickness and different cultures, it's a really fascinating one, and I hope you enjoy it. So we're in the Minster Inn today for a bit of a field trip, uh, mainly because it's nice to get out of the house sometimes. So the background noise you can hear are people enjoying themselves with beer and what looks like amazing pizza. So that's a little plug for the Minster Inn there. So I'm here with Rebecca. And Rebecca, if you just want to introduce yourself to listeners, a bit about yourself, what you do why you're on the show sure um yeah my name's Rebecca I am not from here so I'm actually from California and I've been living in York in the north of England for the last six and a half years um originally came here uh, I've lived in lots of places but I, re- I found myself um here in the UK six and a half years ago to do my master's I got a scholarship to do a master's at York Uni and then um stayed around, met someone, and then kind of, you know, now I work full-time um, for Joseph Roundtree Foundation. I've um, been there for a few years, and um, I'm married to an Englishman from York. So, yeah, so my life is um, pretty English right now, but I'm not English. <laughs> awesome. So you've traveled around a lot in your life. Could you yeah. just tell us a little bit about that? Um, do you want the summary is that, uh, of kind of well, what I've been? Um, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so um, I suppose the, the, the headlines are um, I've, I first traveled um, abroad when I was 16 years old and that was by myself to do youth exchange um, and I went to Brazil for a year. So it was a full academic year. Um, ended up being about 11 months, so just short of a full obviously calendar year and um, from there like didn't know Portuguese studied a little bit like literally in the months leading up to me going like had um, uh, you know like a like not podcast but you know something to help me learn some books and things and then went to Brazil it was away from my family and I was well taken care of I wasn't just like on my own and then I realized that I really like traveling it was very difficult but you know this is something I wanted to do so I went back to California finished school went to uni and continued to travel throughout uni um lived in uh, Chile for a year doing a few things then after uni went back home for a little bit um, for literally less than a year and then I moved to Taiwan for a year and then um, found myself um, in England to do my master's and now I'm still here. <laughs> wow that, that's quite a lot of distance traveled have you ever tried to work out how far you've gone? No, actually, I've never, the thought has actually never occurred to me to actually, like, count up all the, all the miles I've done, um, and there's, there's been a lot of trips as well, like, when I've lived in those other countries, you know, I've traveled to other nearby countries, you know, for a holiday or a quick trip or to see someone, um, but no, I've not actually never tallied up how far I've been, but I've, I've been gone, so I'm, 
31 now, so for the past 15 years, yeah, is that right? Yeah, um, yeah I've been living abroad for most of those 15 years now. So that's almost half your life then. Yeah. Cool. So we're obviously here to talk about resilience and travelling around a lot obviously takes a lot of resilience and a lot of guts to even do that. So could you talk to us about some of the challenges you've faced whilst travelling around the globe? Yeah, I mean, there is, there's so many things that I think lots of people can relate to, you know, especially in Europe, you know, you go somewhere on holiday and you're in another place that speaks a different language. So there's, you know, there's the language barrier. Um, but when you actually live somewhere, it's not just the language barrier, it's um, it's language, but then it's culture, it's homesickness, um, it's, uh, you know, kind of all those things can, can really affect you and can be really, really challenging and can really get you down. Um, and you just have to sort of find your way through that. And some people's way through that is to say, right, that's it, I'm going home, because they realize quite quickly or over a certain amount of time that actually they don't want to be away from family or they don't want to be away from wherever home is or they you know wherever they are is not what they thought it was going to be so you have to sort of figure that out and sort of persevere and see if where you end up is actually where you want to be or whether you want to go home and and do all that while trying to navigate through a language or navigate through a culture um, and make friends and have a life and you know because that, that's important too is you know you have to still be you and live your life um, and that also has its own challenges wherever you live yeah indeed and where has been the most challenging place you'd say you've ever lived you can say your we, um. won't, we, won't, we won't mind <laughs> that's really I, I think they've all been challenging in different ways I think Language-wise, it was probably living in Taiwan, because even though I did have some knowledge of Mandarin, it wasn't enough to really to really um, express myself. Whereas with um, living in Brazil and living in Chile, like I grew up speaking, um, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I grew up around Spanish. I grew up in a very Hispanic community with lots of Mexicans, lots of Mexican-Americans. And so in Chile, you know, I was, I was, I was okay. Um, in Brazil, which was my first experience abroad, um, they speak Portuguese, which is different from Spanish, but it's close enough where I could use my Spanish to, to, to kind of live life. Um, but Taiwan, it was really different. So I really, it was different with the language stuff. I think, you know, being in York is a different challenge because this is the longest. This is the place where I've been for the longest outside of California, outside of the United States. And with that is, is I'm realizing a different challenge that I didn't have in Chile, in Brazil, or in Taiwan. Because, you know, I have an established life now and what I do... You know, I can't just pick up and move. You know, my husband has a a, 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 a business. He's self-employed and has his own business. And, you know, I have my career. And although I could easily up and go and, you know, use those transferable skills and go everywhere, it's not so much as easy for him. And it's kind of, that's a different challenge that I've never had anywhere else. And it's, and I think it's a challenge that a lot of people have when they're, uh, you know, in some sort of partnership or relationship with someone or if they have kids and, you know, you start, you have a house and you start to to see that and and I think it's 
it's made me think of life a little bit differently because I think before I used to, not when I would get bored or whatever, but when I, I would seize those opportunities abroad whenever I could and, and do that. And now I have to think a bit more clearly and, and that is extremely different. And I'm still trying to navigate how, how that works six and a half years into it. And do you think there's a difference traveling when you're a bit younger, maybe kind of like in your teens, early 20s to kind of being a bit older? Does it get easier or harder? Um, I think... Uh, I've actually been thinking a lot about this recently. Not not even because of the podcast, but because I really crave that adventure again. But I wonder, you know, if I... if if we, we could just pick, you know, get up and go right away. Like, what would that experience... And we didn't have to worry about a house or mortgage or businesses or, you know, jobs. And we could just pick up and go out what that experience would be like. I mean, I'm so up for it. I would totally be up for it. Um, and, and I think it would be... I think I've gotten to a place now here where I think I've just gotten a bit comfortable and a bit too comfortable, maybe, because my native language is English. But, you know, everyone here speaks English. Um, culturally, there's a lot of similarities, and I think it's made me a bit complacent. So I'm not sure to me if it's an age thing, but it's definitely... I've gotten comfortable sort of thing. And if I left somewhere else, you know, to go somewhere else, that was completely different you know, like Brazil or Taiwan, you know, like, you know, and if I experience that sort of thing again, I'm, I'm not sure how I would react, you know, would I be okay with that or would I would just be like, that's it, I want to go back to England or that's it, I'm going back to California to, you know, those comfort places. Do you miss home a lot, speaking of California? Um, I do, I, I do and it's different and like homesickness has evolved and basically from from when I lived in Brazil it was really kind of in your face so gut-wrenching gut-wrenching just like how sick you felt like literally that sick and homesick um you know you might not eat or you might cry a lot um but I think it, it does get easier over time and you know now being a seasoned uh, it's not even a traveler I don't know what I am anymore someone that just like expat I think <laughs> you know season expat it's 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 easier but I think for me when homesickness hits it hits really hard it doesn't hit as often as it did in the beginning or it did when I was in a brand new country but it you know it'll be like every three or four months or sometimes every six months I, I can last without really feeling like that um and then when it hits, it's like, I'm out for a day. Like, I just, I'm in bed. And it's, and it's really difficult to kind of claw yourself out of that. Um, but then Monday morning comes, and you have to get up and go to work. Or you have to do, you know, the things that you said you were going to do and keep to your commitments. So, um, which helps. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just wallowing at home. But, um, yeah, I don't think it ever goes away. Like, is it triggered by specific, like, Christmas or birthdays or family events? Um, I mean, sometimes it used to, I used to, like, I keep in constant contact with my sister. Obviously, as technology has evolved, it's a lot easier. You have Messenger, you have WhatsApp, you have all sorts of things. Um, whereas before that... I didn't have that. Like when I first started living abroad without my family, um, Skype wasn't a thing. It was like dial up and we had MSN Messenger. Wow. I can't even imagine Skype because video chat has been so embedded now yeah. in our society and culture. Yeah. I lived abroad years before Skype was a thing and and we had calling cards and stuff and 
I think well, I've now forgotten the question. <laughs> no, I was just saying like, is it a spe- <laughs> like specific times? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, it used to be like when that was my situation when technology wasn't as evolved. It was. It used to be. Oh, it's so and so's birthday. I wonder what they're doing. Or oh, so and so's. Out uh, my parents uh, are doing. I, they told me they were doing this this weekend. Or I know this is around the time my family does a Christmas party. Or it's actual Christmas Day. Or it's what you know. That I would get quite upset about because it's you know you feel like you're missing out. Um, and now I, I I guess because we're able to share experiences and conversation and pictures in real time, it it, it is easier. So I'm I suppose I'm less affected. Um, but I do get a bit down when Thanksgiving happens because it's the one holiday that is not celebrated here that is celebrated in the states and the one it's it's by far you know my favorite holiday because it's it, it just is for lots of reasons and uh so if i'm not doing something here with some american friends or or you know if i don't have myself if i'm not occupied on thanksgiving here i get pretty sad but i think it's other than that birthdays and and things like that i I'm kind of okay with you kind of have to live with not being there and just yeah. really appreciate the times that you are there yeah because I was going to ask about what advice would you give to someone undergoing a, diff- a similar thing or maybe they're facing you know living a long time abroad is there anything they can do to prepare or deal with it um yeah I I, I mean I don't I mean everyone's a little bit different I mean and everyone will react differently to homesickness and to these experiences um but I think there are a few things is you know when you when you do feel like that you know just let yourself feel like that for a little while and I think you know you might have to say oh this is a bit silly I shouldn't be feeling like this but it's it's natural and you know you you had a life somewhere else and you still have that life somewhere else and it sometimes hurts not to be part of that life um and it's okay like sometimes I just sit there and I just cry and I watch a movie and I eat something that's familiar you know that's that's you know that reminds me of that place you know reminds me you know in my case I'll like put on I don't know like some sort of movie that my sister and I really liked what you know growing up and I'll eat some Mexican food that I've whipped up in the kitchen with you know ingredients that I've had to find all over the UK because <laughs> I can't find everything in York um, and, and and yeah I'll have a good wallow and I'll just be miserable for a little while and then I'll get it out and then you'll be like right I'm done with that and you, you know you can kind of be like that's that's done for now um, but I think I mean it's also good to have not only your well to have a community or people it could be at a person that you can share those experiences with you know it might be someone who is also living abroad or far or you know feeling those same things it could be someone that has you know maybe they're back home but maybe they do know what that experience is like um, unfortunately my husband doesn't know what that experience is like. unfortunately for me um, he doesn't know what that experience is like. So me talking to him about it, it just stresses him out because he feels like he can't do anything to help me. And, or the, he tries to give me advice on how to get over it, and that's not helpful either. <laughs> so we end up just both being kind of like mad at each other. 
but um, finding, I suppose, people that either are from home that are also in your situation living abroad or whatever, that's helpful, or people that aren't from your hometown. They could be from, you know, someone else from your country, someone else from a different country who knows what it feels like, and to just kind of talk about it, and you can, you know, it's, I think, that goes a long way is just knowing that someone else feels that pain and you know and it's not sort of offering you advice it's just offering you that sort of conversation yeah. shared experience yeah and it, and it does and it really helps and it makes you feel less alone <laughs> to know that someone else feels the same way and it's super normal um and then I think the other point I'd be is yeah once you've wallowed once you've cried and um you know you've talked to your your group your community you know or that person um I think you still just have to live your life because sometimes you know the best way out of it is just to keep doing stuff you know if you're if you play sports go out and play that sport if you like to cook go you know make a meal for friends you know kind of do those things you know you keep going to work and you keep sort of pushing on and then you realize that you weren't so sad and then I think, but if you're always stuck in homesickness and if you're always comparing stuff to home, miss out on things that are good about the place you are. Totally. And that's something I've, I've always appreciated being in other places, but what I didn't expect is now, you know, I live in England and like I said, I lived in Brazil and Taiwan and Chile and um, I'm from California and... I'm not just homesick now just for California. Like, I'll wake up and be like, I really, really wish I was in Taiwan right now. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, or I really, 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 or like, you know, the temperature the other day, you know, yesterday was the first day of spring, yeah. and there was actually some warmth in the air, and there was this hint of something in the air, maybe a smell or something, and I immediately was transported to being in Santiago, Chile, and I, it just made me miss it so badly. And it's, and that's something I didn't, know what happened when I started traveling yeah. is feeling homesick for other places that weren't home but for that short time was home yeah you know, so um and I suppose that's what happens when you do try to make a life there and you do have friends there and you do still have those those yeah. links there and it's nice I mean it kind of sucks in the moment yeah. you want to be there but it's nice to know that you had that good experience yeah I was gonna say it's almost like a positive isn't it yeah that you miss it means that it was important to you yeah I yeah someone told me that um actually <laughs> an ex a while a long time ago from Chile and um he he, he someone who had never traveled at that point he's now living abroad now um, but he at that point had told me he's like well it's good to miss stuff because then it means that you enjoyed your time and I'd never thought of it that way and then I was a bit hesitant to accept that from him because I'm like oh he's never been anywhere yeah, what does yeah. he know <laughs> and like years later I'm like oh he was so right like yeah I don't know how he was right he never experienced it but he was right and <laughs> and that's how I do feel so I yeah like you said it's it's definitely a positive yeah and I think smell is a really powerful thing like I find that like that like at the moment I got the same thing yesterday like mm. it was like a blossom in the air or something a flower whatever and it just reminded me of my hometown and just that split second I was like oh you know what that was quite nice yeah <laughs> kind of wish I was back there York is obviously really lovely <laughs> oh yeah definitely I'm not saying you know, York is a, it is amazing and that that makes it easier as well is that York is amazing <laughs> yeah totally yeah that's the thing I think if you make a conscious effort to go and move somewhere that you know at least has the, the like ingredients that you'll enjoy that makes up for a lot 
Yeah. Well, it was funny in this case because I, I actually had a scholarship that I could have used at kind of almost anywhere in the world. And um, uh, I chose York because it was recommended by other people that mm. studied kind of what I wanted to study. And, and um, I came here literally having, having never been in Europe before, having never oh, been really? to England, having never known so little about York. And I was like, well, if I absolutely hate it, it's just yeah. a year. I've yeah. lived years in other places. You know, it'll be fine. Um, and, yeah, so... But because York is so nice, and also because I met my now husband, yeah, yeah it's I'm still here. Yeah, and that helps um, obviously kind of like ground you and gives you a reason to stay sometimes. I yeah. think if you meet someone or a group of friends, yeah. if a relationship isn't your jam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to obviously get married to stay somewhere <laughs> meet or have reason to be somewhere. Um, yeah, and it definitely that I was totally not even expecting that. That came totally out of that wasn't a planned thing. Just in you know in case anyone out there is just wondering you know does she come to do that no um, definitely not um no I think I would have uh, I would have been in tra I'd probably still be traveling if I weren't in New York I'd probably will have would have lived in you know a few other countries by now um you know having gone through those experiences and all yeah. in other places but I'm very happy for you know my experiences here not that they've not been challenging and that everything's been perfect but it's been pretty good that's awesome. So this is a question I ask everyone who comes on the show, but what does resilience mean to you? Oh, it's a tricky one, I know. <laughs> I do like to spring it on people as well. Um, I wish I had something really like poetic or you know, something to say, but I, I think just, I mean, in my situation, resilience is just kind of... <sighs> it's almost to me it's related to just perseverance and knowing that the crap times will become good times you just have to persevere and get through it and if it's a problem you fix the problem and you know if it's your outlook you fix your outlook if it's a person that's toxic you get rid of that person you know and it's that sort of thing and it's just kind of identifying you know how to make your life better and just persevering until you create the life that you want yeah and I'm still doing that, you know, my life now, I, I'm still like, you know, what is my, you know, what is my mission? What is my goal? Why am I here? You know, and I'm still trying to figure that out. You, know, you go through phases, but, I, you know, I'm trying to persevere and be resilient through yeah. that. And you almost sometimes don't know the answer and you might not ever know the answer. No. And that's almost the hardest thing I find. It's like, I don't know what I want to do. I got asked at a careers fair the other day, at what point did you know you wanted to do what I do at the moment? And I was like, I still don't know. <laughs> I'm just making it up. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, and I think that's something, uh, in my situation, that travel has just even made that even more complicated because you've tasted lots of different things and you're like, Ooh, if I go back to South America, then I can sort of do this thing, or I can live this sort of life. Or if I go back there, and it's and it's this constant battle of right. Well, what life do I want to live? But maybe there isn't a good answer to that. Maybe it's you know. And I see, at least in my life, I see you know different part of those cultures coming in and and having representing themselves and and how I live today. Even even my accent, I probably didn't even have this accent, or you know, I probably didn't talk like this 15 years ago. I probably spoke a bit differently but kind of all those places I've left I've lived have affected how I speak because the people I communicate with and how I need to communicate with people and and yeah that's constantly evolving what I want to do 
who's constantly evolving, you know, and um, I don't know. My nieces and nephews sometimes ask me, oh, well, you know, what do you do? Do you like it? Do you want to do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to get home and, like, go to bed. I've got yeah. to that age where I'm just like, I'm just tired all the time and want to sleep. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah, I'm totally going to go sit on my couch after this and just, like, catch up on, like, a, some series or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I just want to watch Netflix and chill, but not in, like, the yeah. weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, literally just sit there and chill. Um yeah, but at the same time, I um, I appreciate those moments where I can just sit down and chill. But I I like sort of the life I've lived and being busy and and yeah. doing things because then I get to meet people, and then I get to grow, and I get to see what sort of things interest me. You know, like this podcast. Like I'm like, great, let's give it a go. Let's try that. And you know, who knows? Maybe I have you know maybe podcasts will change my life I have no idea yeah you don't know until you try though that's the main thing yeah and I think that's another thing you don't know until you try um you know when you live abroad and um uh, I, I know this is this is not a question you asked but I'm gonna I'm gonna impart this wisdom on people go for it love it um because I someone told me this when I was about to move to Brazil and it's always stuck with me um and I always think, you know, when I'm in a situation, especially in another culture, another, you know, it, it can even be another city, it could be with another demographic, you know, that, or, you know, another type of person you're not used to, is they told me um, it's not wrong or it's not bad, it's different. And so, and I think that's really helped me live the way I've lived and sort of have the outlook the way, you know, the outlook I have and the places I live is because I, it, it reminds me not to compare everything and not to compare everything to home because it's not going to be home. It's not better or worse. It's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and that's really helped me deal with some really challenging things that have come up either with, with individuals and ideologies or with just culture or... Yeah. You know, I get really annoyed with, um, you know, at something really funny, but it, it's different. It's not better or worse. It's different is, you know, in supermarkets here, people will go all the way around an aisle just to get to the other side of you instead of saying, excuse me, I'm just, you know. That's so true, actually. <laughs> Whereas in the States, people don't do that. And it frustrates me here where it's like, just say excuse me but it, I have to just let it go and just be you know it's different it's just different and six and a half years later I'm still reminding myself that it's like you know what it's it's not better or worse it's just different it's just how the culture is I'm really intrigued now is there anything else about Brits that is a bit like what are you guys doing um yeah the, the whole I, I get told I think people think a lot of Americans are rude, and maybe a lot of Americans abroad are rude. And I sometimes think Americans are rude. Um, but I think when it comes to like little etiquette, you know, etiquette like yeah, that, yeah. like, like you know, you need to be somewhere that someone else is. You know, we say excuse me, we talk to people, you know, and and I think here there's. It, you're very friendly, but you don't sometimes talk to each other, which yeah. is a really weird paradox. Oh, yeah, no. You'll talk about the weather all day, but then you'll you can't say excuse me, and it, it, I just find things yeah. like that really bizarre. on the tube, like don't literally like don't talk to anyone, like that's not okay. And that's yeah. like I, you know, I travel to London for work and stuff, and Yorkshire is even friendlier than London. 
And I go to London and I'm reminded like, oh no, no, you don't talk to random people here. That's not okay. Uh, see, I don't, I mean, if I genuinely had a question, I would probably say that. And I think that's something I kind of take advantage of. I play like, I, I, I almost feel a bit more assertive here because I am American and I could play the, yeah. oh, I'm an American yeah, yeah, card. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I'm not supposed to talk to someone on the tube, you know? <laughs> um, but actually that's really, yeah, that, that is true. Because um, I usually don't want to talk to people on the tube because I, you know, have your headphones in or you're reading something or you just, you're trying to get to where you're yeah, trying to yeah. go. But um, I was in New York City in October for the first time and I had several conversations with people on the metro, on the subway. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, like I became like BFFs with this lady and, it, and you know, it was all, you know, at my husband's expense because he did something funny, but like it... Yeah, and I hadn't made that connection, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, there are lots of things I'm just not thinking of right now. Yeah, um, we're reserved. Yes, yeah. It's very reserved at times. Yorkshire's friendly though. Oh, very friendly. Yeah, super friendly. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to me and my story. I'm Rebecca, and I've always been Rebecca. <laughs> so I'm Rebecca. Um, if you're interested in learning about either, you know, some of the stuff I do at work and some of the stuff I'm interested in, you can follow me on Twitter at Rebecca A. Mendoza. Um, or, no, that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we're going to enjoy our gin and tonics now. Yes. Slow. No, it's not slow. Yeah, it is slow gin. Slow gin. Slow gin. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a great pleasure to record it somewhere new. If you have any feedback on the audio quality or how that worked out for you, it'd be gratefully received. Feedback in general on these episodes is always really, really welcome. You can catch me on at the Brave Listen on Twitter or at Beth and Vincent, or you can email me at the Brave at bethandvincent.com. A little bit of a mouthful there. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, I'd also be extremely grateful if you'd leave me a star rating and a review. That just helps due to algorithms and things like that. It helps more people hear about the show and find out about it. Also, if you want to recommend it to a friend, that's always awesome as well. I'll be back next time and thank you so much for listening.